On today's show, we recap Cubs-Marlins over the weekend as the Cubs win two out of three. We review Jed Hoyer's not one but two interviews on the Cubs' main media properties. And then we dip into the fan feedback zone and preview the rest of the week. That's all on this edition of Locked on Cubs. You are Locked on Cubs. Your daily Chicago Cubs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's, uh, let me tell you something, (laughs) let me tell you something, that's nine straight shows that that you've got the, 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 the open right. With the with the intro, which uh-huh. means you have forty seven to go to catch the great Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> do you want to do the propers as well? No, sorry, I, I'm sorry, I threw you off there. Oh, uh, it's okay. Welcome in everybody to Locked On Cubs. He is Sam Olbrein, Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you here on a Monday as we kick off another great week. And Sam, the Cubs win two out of three over the Marlins of Miami. Some really good pitching performances throughout the weekend. Very sporadic offense, though, for the Northsiders. How's everything going over there? And and what'd you think about this series? Yeah, things are okay. You like sparkling water? No, me neither. Yeah, no, I I drink some of this this flavored stuff, this artificial ice. Um, it was a good weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was able to get away. At least a little you're cutting bit. down on pop. Yeah, no, I've cut down on pop dramatically. Unfortunately, I still have a lot of cavities. Um, it was a good weekend. I enjoyed myself. I got away a little bit. Uh, Cubs, you know, good. I'll, I'll t- I, you know, you can't complain two out of three, so I'm not gonna. Uh, like you said, you summarized it really well. Outstanding from Steele. Outstanding from Smiley, who I actually streamed in fantasy yesterday, but it still wasn't enough to get me a win. I've not. I, I still control my own destiny next week. If I win, I get the one seed in the buy. I've not won a game in four weeks. It's a collapse like the 69 Cubs. Uh, You know, Samson was fine today. It's just, and and correct me if I'm wrong, please. That's your job. Doesn't it just feel dull offensively? Yeah, that's a great word for it. It's just dull. Another lefty today. We run out all righties and get completely dominated. Um, Contreras <laughs> with a huge swing of the bat Friday bails him out. Yesterday was right. fine. I mean, Horner had a really nice game yesterday. PJ Higgins continues to hit but never plays. Um, you know, so yesterday, you know, four runs. I won't complain about that. But today, you know, I, and I understand Lazardo's a good pitcher, but just. Boy, it just it's just dull offensively. Don't you feel that way? Yeah, there's not much to get up for. It it just seems like everybody's struggling, everybody's cold. There's really no excitement. Um, you know, I, I thought Friday, and actually I, I wasn't sure if the weekend was gonna go like that or not, because Friday's game was such a big lift, and that place was humming when Contreras Oh, the crowd was great all weekend. Get the go-ahead two run homer. Yeah, the bleachers were packed today, even with the, the threat of rain. The, the crowd's been great. Cubs yeah. fans are the best uh, on the planet. But Happy about yeah, it's, just, it's just very it's very paltry. You see Efros give up a three run tata today to a righty, first time all year. Yeah. 
I'm not going to root against him. No, 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 no. Of course not. Especially against the Cardinals. Hey, listen, Wisniewski gave up eight runs. We'll talk about that later in the show. Um, it's one start, Sam. No, no, I know. I'm just saying it was just a, it was just a bad day for that trade. Okay, well, Ben Brown had a good day. He had a fantastic day. Five. How's innings, David Robertson hour. doing? Um, well, sure. well, well, yeah, no, well, they they, they haven't had a safe spot in a while because they play the Nationals, who come to town tomorrow. So every game's a blowout. You know, I, I, it was a, it was a well pitched weekend. I, I, I yeah. What'd you think about Steele on on Friday? Because thought, yeah, everybody I, I, got the attention with the strikeouts, but he only lasted four and two thirds. Yeah, I think sometimes you know he could be a little inefficient. It, it's weird because it it sounds kind of contradictory to say, oh, well, he's got to get a, more of a put-away pitch, but he had 10 strikeouts in four innings or four and two-thirds. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those strikeouts came after six, seven, eight pitch at-bats. They were lingering. Uh, I just think first – I think I, I, I'm going to say two things that are contradictory. I, I'm not – Steele has already proved himself to me he's going to be an important part of this rotation in the future. But I also just don't put in much stock of teams dominating the Marlins. It's one of the worst offensive groups I've ever seen. I mean, the, the, the lineup they were running in there, I mean, they scored three runs today. They scored none yesterday. They scored one on Friday. I think they've scored two runs or less in, in like 11 of their last 15 games. Um, they're just a bad offense. They're missing um, Chisholm. A lot. And, and, it, and it was just a, a pretty uh, – just a really bad offense that came here. So I'm not going to overreact or underreact. That's just, I expected the Cubs pitching to dominate. That's why I picked up Drew Smiley on Saturday. I, I, and, and offensively, it's just one of those stretches where everybody's kind of slumping at the same time. I, the only thing I'm pissed uh, – the only thing I'm frustrated about is um, Suzuki. Uh, uh, I am – I, I am know. Just, I'm starting to get skittish. I'm getting really frustrated because now we have this – this part again with him where great start to the year, slump, injury. Comes back from his injury, great, now another slump. It's like, and and I know he's going to hit again at some point this season. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. I was just hoping that he was going to be one of those guys that you just pencil in for a certain statistics and he's consistent throughout the year because we don't need more streakiness on this team. Contreras is streaky. Hap is streaky. Horner is not. He is steady. But but I, I, it just he's starting to get a vibe. It's just, I mean, even yesterday I, I checked the box score because I, I didn't get a chance to watch the game yesterday. I watched the condensed game, and I see okay four nothing. You know, first thing I'm looking at Suzuki. Oh for four three. It's like oh my gosh, man. I, I want I, I want this guy to succeed. Um, and where do you see the disconnect being right now? Is just is it too slow through the zone, right? I don't know. It, it feels like, you know, he took early on. He was taking too many strike threes, but he hasn't struck out that much. For me, it feels like it's two things, Matt. A combination of not pulling the ball enough in the air. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah, he's just you know, like like you know, I think you tweeted out from the account. It's great to see him going the other way. I'd like to see him pull the ball a little bit more, and. And he's hitting a lot more ground balls than I than I remember before his injury. Feels like he's hitting the ball. Doesn't it feel like today he reached out an air? It feels like he's hitting a lot of ground balls to short. Yes. Yeah, and he takes you're talking about taking strike three. He takes strike one way too much. Yeah, especially against guys with elite stuff where it's like you can't you can't fall behind 0-1. That first fastball middle middle is the best pitch you're gonna see. And it looks like an auto take, which as a fan and as a coach, like that's so frustrating. You have to be ready to hit every pitch. If right. it's not your wheelhouse, okay, it's 0-1. But you can't – like today is first half bad. He just kind of like – he like pulled his hands out. The ball wasn't even close to him. It was right over the plate. Right. I just think it's a combination of all those things right now with him. Uh, you know, Drew Smiley really looks like somebody who could be 
in the 2023 mix? I don't think so. You don't think so at all? I don't know. I, I, I think they, they only got him signed through this year, and, and they're already crowded there with a lot right. of similar guys. You got Steele. You got Thompson. You got Strowman. You got Hendricks. Uh, you got some, you know, maybe Killian comes up. We'll see what happens with Wisniewski. We got Alzelay. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe in the long term. What I will say, though, Matt, is the Cubs have a lot of guys pitching-wise, and I've told you this even before we had this show, that if Ross could figure out how to use them appropriately, are really, really, really good in short bursts. And one of them's Mark Leiter Jr. He he yeah. he's he's not he's not a starting pitcher, but in a no. two-inning role or when he just comes out of the bullpen, he's pretty good. Um they have a lot of guys like that. I think Auzelai could be like that if they want to max, you know, max him out. Um you know, it's just uh, the the can, can Ross manage something like that? They they have a lot of intriguing arms in this system in this organization right now. I got a call from Sam on Friday about Jed Hoyer's marquee interview. He did one of those late last week. He was also on the Score this past Thursday. We're going to get into what he said coming up next. But first, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, this show makes me feel like I have the worst posture of any, <laughs> of any citizen. When, when we're on really? YouTube... Like I'm, can you see? I'm trying to like get my shoulders back because I just slump. <laughs> I need like an, I need to see like Come a on, that's, that's, You don't have to give all the inside details. What you what you're doing is fine. No, I think I need to see a chiropractor. Yeah, maybe. I think you'll be fine. Maybe get it like a different type of a chair. And are we not going to mention that you shaved? We're going to leave. Well, it. you're the other person. I'm not going to mention my own physical look. You I do, the I, one- you're I the do other that all the time. On the show. I do that all the time. I mention my own physical look. I'm not going to do that. You look like a totally different person right now. I almost feel like I'm doing the show with, with a new Mate- host with Mateo Cozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and you look you look good too. I see you got a chain. You well, got I didn't say you back. look. I didn't say you look good. I'm oh kidding. no! I'm kidding. I'm Wait kidding. a second. No, I'm joking. No, I don't. Listen, I haven't looked good in six months. I was at the pool yesterday. Let's just talk about Hoyer. And that's the Horner jersey. Yeah, no, I did. I got, I got a Horner jersey on. You can see it. Shout out to Nick. He got it for me. Uh huh. Nick Cozy. Um, I said that I would. I said that I would wear it uh, if we won two out of three. And he had a couple of hits yesterday. Lachaya. So Jed Hoyer was on the air on, on the Cubs' main radio property, 670 The Score, on Thursday. And then he was on Marquee Sports Network on Friday. You're right. And I called and, you. And, Sam, what were some of your takeaways from One that? One takeaway. I listened a lot back to it today, and I, I might have a little bit of a different take. Okay. So the thing that – and I only listened once, and, and you're, you're a wiser man than I. So the thing that I really took away from it – a lot of, you know, read between the lines. They they couldn't figure out a deal for for Contreras or Hap. You know, that was obvious. But I thought the big line, and I don't have the quote, um, so I'm going to paraphrase. You know, uh, uh, what's the guy's name that was asking him? Cole Wright. Yeah, Cole Wright. Um, 
Cole Wright was asking him about the 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 offseason and the, and and it was the the main part of the question was the the rollover money. You got money to spend the next year and he basically said yes, that's there. We're going to look aggressive. We're, we're look to be aggressive to feel the competitive team in 2023 and then he said something along the lines, not directly this, Matt, but something along the lines of but we're really focused on the next great Cubs team, and that may be further down the future. And I read that to be like, hey, I think we're going to try and be competitive next year. I expect them to make basically the exact same moves they made this year. One position player, one starter, big contracts. But I just think he's kind of letting the fans know it's not do or die next year. We're waiting for PCA to come up. We're waiting for Davis to come up. We're waiting for Alcantara to make his way through up the system. We're waiting for these arms. Yeah. Uh, Wicks, Killian, Hurts, Wisniewski now. To, 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 they got this kid, Devers, that has a nasty changeup in the system. Yeah, uh, uh, Might be the best pitch in the system. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, we're, we're not we're – not, and I'm not saying that this is the right approach. I know fans will be upset, but I just I'm very good at reading between the lines when these guys are saying things. And I just got the vibe of, hey, don't freak out if this isn't a 90 win team next year. Maybe it's in the high 70s, low 80s. But the next great Cubs team's coming after that. I thought that that was the first time, at least that I heard him hint at that. And you have a different take. Explain to me. Disagree with me. Tell me I'm wrong. Do-do-do-do-do. So I got the vibe from uh, I got the vibe from Jed Hoyer that. You know, he really takes his job seriously. He understands. And got And he understands that this might be his one chance at this job. No, agree. He's not going to be the GM somewhere else. You, you're the GM of the Cubs. Right. And you fail. You are not going to be the GM somewhere else. And, and this it's is just not going to happen. This is his baby. Right. And if he wants to, to build or, dare we say, rebuild the team this way, he has come to the determination that that's how I'm going to build this team. And he keeps using the phrase, next great Cubs team. I really like that phrase. Um, but what I got from him was, is that unlike last time, you know, the, the Theo and Jet era, now it's just sure. the Jet era, yeah, where they waited for the prospects to have graduated or about to graduate to bring in big free agents. Mm-hmm. What I got from that interview is they're not going to wait this time because all of these prospects are going to graduate at different times. You know, you're going to have Mervis come up. Well, I don't think they're going to have Alcantara. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they could afford to wait this time. I don't think they're waiting. Yeah, I don't think they're waiting either. But that, to me, that's not disagreeing with what I'm saying. I just think it hit. I'm just saying it was the. And we know it's just the first time I heard him publicly say he's not prioritizing a, a, a contending team next year. That's what I got from it. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could see that. Doesn't I mean he's not gonna. I think he's good. I think they're going to spend. They have to. They need people to watch the product. He's going to spend a hundred percent. And I agree with what you said. I'm just saying I think fans are going to have high expectations next year. Like let's say let's just hypothetically they're say not they punting on the season though. No, 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 no. They're not punting on the season. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, and this is something Cub fans already know. It's not. It's not like the Cubs are going to. Cub fans are going in there thinking we're going to win the World Series. But that cop, he just made. It was the first comment he made towards, "Hey, the next great Cubs team is not going to be 2023. It's going to be when everybody's here." Um, so let's say they go get a Bogarts. Let's say they go get a pitcher. Those guys will still be here when those guys, the the younger guys, come up. 
you know, but to your point, it's not going to be a kumbaya moment like it was in 16. No, right. that was, right. that was magical. It's not going to be that, but the only point I'm trying to make is I was just a little surprised this early on. He said something along the lines of like, I'm almost positive. You could go back and look the next great Cubs team, you know, might happen a little bit beyond that. And I was just surprised that he made that that quickly, but you know, it's his baby. Ricketts is going to let him see it out. Uh, you know, we, the first year Jed Hoyer's job will be really judged. Will be probably twenty four. Like in, unless they're a disaster next year. Like they can't be this. They the, like we have to be watching. They can't be sellers at the deadline next year. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. They have to be competitive. Yeah. They have to be in the eighties. They have to be fun. And then or you know, and then the, the expectations will start to hit for twenty four. So do you do you think they should wait? until no. another offseason or strike now this no, is the time I, to strike well no this is this is a really good free agent class they got the money what is it what is one year you get you get one year of Xander Bogarts where you're not a great team you still get four more of them or whatever it is yeah you know what yeah I mean? and and we'll get into it later in the show when we, we get some fan questions but I I still think I was I was sketching out some of the and, and looking over the free agents that for for 23 for the first time the other day and you get one position player and really just and one pitcher, um, you're feeling a lot different about about this club because yeah. you know you know where they should spend. No, it, it's but, it's starting pitching. But that's where I go back to the manager because if you let's let let's just can we just hypothetically say let's just say you had Manaya and you had Bogarts for the sake of this conversation. That's, that's great. Let's just say for the sake of this conversation. Let's say, let's let's talk about it. And let's say, and let and let and let's say for Cubs fans' sake, Contreras takes the qualifying offer. So wow. you have you have Contreras, Bogarts, Horner, Suzuki, uh, 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 Morel. Morel, possibly Hap. Higgins, Hap, maybe Manaya, Steele, Stroman, blah, blah blah. Sounds like a really good team, except. This it's the same exact team as it is now. You're just adding two guys, and this team's on pace to lose 97 games. So to it goes back to my original point. Something doesn't add up. I feel like we're not getting enough out of the roster. Okay. Um. So 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 we, we definitely paper, need to dig on that then. Because that's paper, a David Ross thing. On paper, that team should be pretty good. If you add, if you exactly. keep everybody, and you add Bogarts, and you add Manaya the team should be pretty good. And that's where if you, let's say you do that and you're, and you end up winning 74, winning 74 games. That's where I think the manager, you have to start talking about the job security because that team's just not bad. Right. Well, um, that's, and that if people get exposed at different times and they get exposed. Yeah. So I don't know, but you know, it, it, it varies year to year. I think one of the cool things for the Cubs though, Matt, and I know the Cardinals are playing great right now. This division's got no superpowers in it. I mean, Milwaukee, since that trade's been a disaster, St. Right. Louis is playing really well now. Thank gosh they didn't get Juan Soto. Soto yeah. they, 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 you know, it just like, like, like again, 91 to 92 games is going to probably win the, win the central. That's something the Cubs should not be that far off from, especially when they start getting the guys, in the minor leagues to come up. So I, I feel like I said a lot of nothing there. I, it's, it's just hard. It's, it, I, it's so complex. This situation. It is. But it really the, is. The point I was just trying to make, I just, I just was surprised Hoyer was that candid about, you know, next year we're going to be aggressive with money, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the next great Cubs team. Who knows? Can you imagine though next year, if they win like 88 games and nobody's up yet, that's wild. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's wild. 
Hopefully All right, let's preview the rest of the week and get to some questions right after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including all things baseball. Head to BetOnline.net or download the app to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I wonder, speaking of bet online, if this will be the first time all year the Cubs are favored in three straight games, because I can't imagine they'll be underdogs in any game against the Nats. I can't imagine it. Yeah, let's let's go through that. So the, Do they, they have, face Patrick Corbin this week? No. Oh, that can you imagine if he dominated him? We have a series. The Cubs have a series with the Nationals this week, two 705ers, followed by a 120. And then they go to Dyersville, Iowa. Okay, Ryan Dempster. That's Dyersville, Iowa, not Indiana, on Thursday for the Field of Dreams game. We are thinking about doing a pregame hangout exclusively on YouTube prior to that ball game, and we'll let you know throughout the course of the week. Uh, I would have liked to see Justin Steele pitch that game. It looks like it's going to be Smiley. Ugh. Right. And, and we're going to have the great Lindsey Crosby on, I think, at some point this yes, week. Yes, I wanted to go through that as well, Sam. So uh, one of our hosts here at Locked On, he does the Locked On MLB Prospects show. We read his promo at the end of the show, um, our first few weeks here at Locked On. Lindsey Crosby is going to join us for Wednesday's episode to go over all things prospects, including Wisniewski, Brown, and Gonzalez, the three pitchers that they got. Uh, in the deadline That's last where Tuesday. we're going to really be breaking down these trades. You know, when they were right. upset. You know, you guys were upset at me and the instant reaction. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a sidekick. I, I don't know anything about the, the Phillies number 25 prospect. That's Lindsey Crosby. And he'll be on the show Wednesday. Lindsey Crosby. I'm, and he just seems like a great dude. I'm really excited no, to have no, him. No, it's going to be a great show. Right. Do, right. Do, do. So take me through the matchups this week real quick. Uh, oh, the matchups? Yeah, so tomorrow's Keegan Thompson, who I've been a stream in fantasy. Tomorrow's uh-huh. that, which means Tuesday's got to be the Stroh show, and then you said Wednesday Steel. Boy, would it be a shame if we lost one of these games? Yeah, I, I would love to have the broom out uh, this week. Yeah, well, we uh, should have had it see. out today, but we forgot that to win a baseball game, we got to score. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Sanchez and Thompson, Espino and Strowman, and Gray and Steel. You know, if, if if we don't get going offensively this week, we never will. It's going to be hot. It's August, wind blowing out, and you're facing the team that's given up the most runs in the big show. I mean, they literally have the worst record in baseball. I bet country looks good on you. How about this question from Isaiah in Missouri? You can hit him up on Twitter at Northside9. He's a huge fan of the show. He says, what should the Cubs' main priority be in the offseason, obviously need a couple bats, including a middle infielder. But what about the rotation? Lots of prospects, but basically what holes need to be plugged to make a complete team with the current squad and incoming prospects? That's from Isaiah. You want to answer first? Yes, I think that, you know, to segue from our, our previous uh, earlier in the show, um, which thanks for setting this up and putting the ball, the tee for us, Isaiah. I think it's got to be starting pitching. I, I don't see as big of a need at shortstop. I think Horner's that good. I think Brandon Nimmo would look mighty fine leading off and playing center field. Um, you know, I, I'll get excited if Bogarts or Turner or Correa is at short in, in blue and red next year. But 
I could see them maybe going more for a Nimmo um, plus plus a high-level pitcher. You know, of course, the G- the dream is Jacob DeGrom, and then you kind of have the tier below him with Rodon, Manaya. There's a couple of uh, tiers. Eovaldi, but, but we'll see. I don't think, to answer Isaiah's question, I don't think there is one priority. I know that's kind of a cop-out. I don't think they're – I think – I don't think they're good enough to have one priority. <laughs> I think any, true anything to help the team. Um, they don't have an ace though. Although there's really no ace in the free agent market. No, I, I think it's. I think it's besides the Grom. Again, I, I think they're going to have the exact same offseason as last year. One big time starting pitcher acquisition, one big time position player acquisition, and and that that would be their need. They need both. Yeah, that would be great though. Yeah, no, that would be good. That's going to happen, Matt. That's they have money. Oh and they, man, that that's going to be a lot of fun. They have to have people watch the program. <laughs> like that, right, they have right. to. I probably say got to sell tickets to the you show. You know, ba- baseball is such a week to week, day to day thing. Right now, it feels like they need more offensive help than they do pitching help. But a month ago, it felt like they needed a lot more pitching help than they do offensive help. I like to have another guaranteed solid arm in there. And then, and then another uh, position player could, and, and, and they could hit the ball out of the ballpark. I, I think yes. power. I think power, power is a, real, a huge need. It's a huge need right now. I mean, especially at Wrigley Field. I mean, I love the contact. I love the Nico Horners, but at some point at Wrigley Field, especially in the summertime, you got to hit the ball over the wall. Interesting, because I I think I know of one player who who could give you some rotation depth at the top of the rotation and and hit the ball out of the ballpark, but it would have to be via trade. Well, speaking of that player, I did tell my cousin the other day that, you know, next year, you know, he'll be on the block again before the deadline. The question will be, will the Cubs be in a better place where they feel like, because Jed Hoyer was saying, hey, we checked in on Juan Soto. We're just not, like like I said on the show, they're just not in a position to trade all the assets they just collected. They're not not there yet. Will they be there next year? I don't know, but it's, it's, it's exciting to think about. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy that there's a guy out there that 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 answers Isaiah's question both with his right arm and his bat. Exactly, exactly. He might play on the West Coast, I do believe. No, no, they know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, am I in a bad mood? I hate when we get shut out. I was all ready to have my broom out. The blue Kool Aid. The Kool-Aid's right here. If I needed it to come out, what do we do? A little rain delay, and then I got all excited. 215 Central, there will be a baseball game. And we <laughs> go, we put up 27 outs like it's nothing. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube. As of press time, we are 13 subscribers away from 1,000. This could Starlin Castro. This could happen before our next time on the air. So that would be really cool to get there sometime this week, maybe as gonna, soon as Monday. Uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and you can drop us a text like Isaiah did, 312-834-4634. Thanks for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every day. Your second listen should be the Locked On MLB podcast with Paul Francis Sullivan, who brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league fun show here on a Monday for Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Lockdown Cup.